Welcome to my podcast. I'm Libby Rothschild of Nutrition Business. I'm a registered dietitian, business coach, and course creator. My goal is to help you make moves in your business, take action, create revenue streams, and grow on social media so you can set up systems for monetization. Today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics of all time, and that's side hustle. So I'm going to explain what does that mean, and I'm going to give you some tips that you can take and apply in your business. So first, I want to go over what does side hustle mean to you? So side hustle technically just means bringing in the cash. And traditionally speaking, side hustle is when you're doing work outside of a main job, whether that be a nine to five, a private practice, etc. So a side hustle is just extra outside cash or income that you are producing. So examples of how you can bring in cash could be, you know, selling clothes and selling handcrafts like through an Etsy store, freelance writing, teaching online courses, tutoring, coaching, babysitting, photography services, uh, house cleaning, general labor, dog walking, providing delivery services, etc. Even survey taking. So maybe you've seen uh, there's services out there that will that will suggest if you fill out a survey, they'll pay you X amount of dollars. So that could be considered side work that you're doing if that is not your nine to five job. So I want to ask you, you know, do you right now have any side hustle work lined up? Have you ever done anything like that in the past? And do you have an interest to increase that right now? So the first question, I would start by asking you why. Why are you interested in doing work on the side and bringing in extra income? And then the second part of that question would be how. How does this side hustle, however you decide to define it for your personal brand, how does that fall in line with your long-term goals? And what I mean is if you're doing a side hustle project like creating an online course, that's my example, that's my personal example, that fits in long in term, fits in line with my long term goals, which is to continue to create online courses, resources and opportunities for registered dietitians. So that makes sense to me, that line of work fits in line with my long term goals, doing something like taking a survey, It doesn't fit in line with my long-term goals if that's an opportunity for payment, Um, but I'm also really clear with what does fit in line with my long-term goals, and I'm not necessarily increasing or I'm not prioritizing making money with the side hustle. I'm prioritizing building wealth and opportunities and creating my personal brand. And, And what I see that fits into the side hustle includes any kind of, um, task, job, or action associated with um, next year and in my, sh- my short-term plan in the next two to three years. And as an accredited provider, being that I offer continuing education units for dietitians, I want my side hustle work to fit in line with that. 
meaning I want to be able to offer value, do market research. So if I'm doing coaching services, I'm trying to find out what are commonalities among your concerns and common pain points. What can I address and how can I create passive income? I'll talk more about that in a minute. And that is, for example, an online course that could be an ebook, a digital product. How can I create anything of that nature to add value to you and then add on those credits so that you can use that experience and opportunity towards your credentials? So my story is I come from a family of hustlers and it is something uh, that I do, I've kind of carried out throughout my life. So when I was young, I babysat since I was uh, 12, um, 12, 14 years old, consistently since I was 14. And I first started reaching out locally with my community and it turned out to be a pretty lucrative business. So I ended up babysitting, I remember, uh, regularly on, on certain weeknights and then on the weekends and it, it, it was great. And then from there, I um, actually started working. I secured a, a pretty good job, a part-time job in high school. And in high school, uh, <laughs> I... I was able to work zero period at my high school. They offered a course before the actual school day started. So where all the other students started at eight and ended at three, I started at seven and I was able to end at 1130, actually 1115. And how I was able to do that is because I took work experience for two course credits or it would be considered two classes. And uh, I was able to use my job to fulfill an elective requirement, which was pretty smart. So I left school at 1115 and went to my job uh, four days out of the work week. And then I remember I had one work day, one work week day off. I believe it was Tuesdays. So from that, I was able to build great experiences in my job. I worked at a bank, uh, build income and opportunities. I actually built a lot of sales skills because I did a lot of referrals and sales. I got commission for, you know, uh, referring consumers, uh, customers to, um, to work on their money market and to, to work on mutual funds. So I was really close with the mutual fund department. I was a bank teller. I was a high school internship bank teller. It was, it was through a program. So they accepted uh, one student at my high school per year to be a HIP, a HIP high school internship program um, position. And so, again, it was a lot of skill building, business acumen that translated later in life. So that for me, I guess you could consider that a side hustle, being that I was a full-time high school student. And then in college, I uh, well, I was still a, um, a teenager when I was 19. I became a certified personal trainer. And then I carried out that business for over a decade, which was great. And then when I became a registered dietitian... I actually slowly decreased and then finally ended personal training and then I supplemented that extra time um, with doing teaching. And then I shifted, finally I shifted <laughs> from doing one-on-one -on -one work, which would be like personal training or, you know, us dietitians, we work one-on-one -on -one with counseling clients. I shifted from that model to one-to-many, which would be speaking and course creation. Well, course creation is technically considered passive income. So you make a course once and then you sell it, which is great. And then the one-to-many model would be if you are hosting like a mastermind, if you're hosting a work workshop or even if you're speaking. So I'm a huge fan of the one to many model because you can increase your impact and also your your rate as well. And I'm a huge fan as well of the um, passive income, which is what I'm, I, I'd like to shift 
a lot of what I do towards passive. And I still do, um, you know, one-to-one work on a limited basis, but it's all, you know, all for a specific reason. So I can work towards collecting information and data to create more passive products or to sell my passive products, which would be my courses, which are Kintinet approved. Uh, all of my courses are, including Beat the Algorithm, which is great. So it's 36 units for uh, registered dietitians. So back to hustle, I have a long, you know, a rich history of hustling throughout my life. And then as a dietitian, I started, like I said, I started speaking and teaching. And then from that, I, I started doing overtime. Well, first it was overtime and then it was the speaking and the teaching. And then I started my Instagram account, um, I think over, gosh, I think it's been a couple of years now. But since I, when I first started Instagram, I actually created a course. I collaborated with a course on Instagram and then now I have my own, which is with Rachel, which is great. So I've been involved with a couple passive income products about social media, digital products. So again, that's, that's an example of side hustles. So I just wanted to tell tell you a little bit about my story and my background and then ask you whether it be in dietetics or maybe your second career so I want you to reflect on your first career what experiences have you had with hustling meaning with any opportunities to gain income outside of your main job So what are the benefits of doing this right of getting out there and working extra and, and, you know, depending on the work, you can set the hours. So if you're a speaker on the side, I mean, it, it, it depends how active of a speaker you are. For me, I, I speak pretty often, but I also speak um, throughout the academic year. I teach lectures consistently, and then I also speak at conferences. So it's not, you know, the, the work is, well, depending on the season, it could be twice a month, three times a month. But that's actually, I mean, there's preparation work that goes into that, but that's, to me, that's not, um, I mean, that's more or less, I would consider that infrequent. Again, you know, you're going to find speakers that speak way more frequently than that, and some of them, you know, maybe less so. And I guess you could say the same for freelance writing, right? So that's another great side hustle opportunity if you like writing. You know, you can um, get a blog get, you know, work on SEO for your blog, as well as you can um, have ads if you want on your blog to to make money from that. And then you can, you know, pitch or get picked up by somebody and then you can, you know, get paid for your writing, which is great if you're into that line of work. And then you can say your hours and you can say, okay, I'm going to dedicate five hours a week to writing or I'm going to dedicate seven hours or maybe it's three. And then you can build your schedule around, you know, what you project. But I do think it's good to regularly and consistently think about this if you're interested inside hustling how much time are you spending on it and what's the outcome and is the outcome what you want and then how can you build it recreate it or make any adjustments with your current schedule and your current regimen in order to you know produce um you know better results and, and better is relative so are you looking to make more money or are you looking to build your brand which means you could make more money in the future so there's not necessarily a wrong answer i just encourage you to go down that line of thought so that you can um you make more of an impact with your time because i'm all about that i want you to work smarter 
So the benefits of a side hustle, in addition to extra income, you know, you, you can really explore your passion, and even find your niche, which is really incredible because that's one of the top questions I'm asked as a business coach to dietitians, which is how do I find my niche? And it is something that I, I offer through coaching and it is also laid out in my course, Beat the Algorithm. You know, finding your niche is a lot of self-reflection. It's also going to be, I believe, organization. So you want to make some lists. You want to think about, you know, what what are you passionate about? What can you add skills to? And where are the, where is there a need in the market? And what could possibly be lucrative? So you want to look, I mean, those are just a few of the categories that I want you to think about. It's much more complex than that. But you really want your niche to have a story. So what is it about who you help? Why does that, why is that important to you? So the reason I chose dietitians and, and personal trainers, I do help exercise and nutrition professionals. And the reason is that that's who I am and I can relate with people who are like me. So as a registered dietitian, you know, I know that we are deficient in business skills and business acumen. That's not widespread taught throughout our, you know, dietetic internship. And so I fill in that gap, not only independently, you know, me with coaching, but also through opportunities with continuing education units. So I want what I do to count towards your credentials. That's important to me because I feel really strongly that that should be a requirement in our internship or in our studies to be a dietitian. So this is my way of filling that gap is saying, hey, at least, you know, uh, continuing education can be up to date based on social media techniques. I'm going to dive more deeply into passive income. And then just the overall theme is business, business, business. And that's what I represent. So that's one reason that I, you know, chose this niche and I'm I'm talking about that my side hustle drives me and I'm passionate about it is because I help people who are like me. Uh, there are, you know, holes and, and we are deficient as a collective dietitians with our schooling and business. And then finally, I've said this at length and it's written throughout, you know, so all on my website, all on my copy, is that as a personal trainer for, for 10 years, I made all the mistakes and I completely exhausted myself with the one-to-one model. I didn't have great boundaries and limits. I wasn't really sure when or how to raise my rates and I kind of figured everything out haphazardly. And when I look back, I just wish I had a community and I wish I had someone who could help me and I wish that I had support and I wish I would have made different decisions. And even though I had a strong you know, business acumen at the time, because I, I mean, I, you know, had a business was successful as a personal trainer, independent personal trainer, I worked for myself, I still I still needed a lot of help. And I look back and I think, wow, you know, what could what could I have done differently? And so I'm here today to try to help out those people who want to, you know, do want to make an impact, want to side hustle, whether they want that side hustle to be their full-time job or not. I help a whole range of people, whether they are independent working for themselves or they're doing some, some line of work on their independently. Just want to help give you direction and clarity in your business so that you feel like you have that support and that you can go further and, and make more money and more impact within your niche and with who you're helping. So that's a little bit about my story and my background. So 
I also want you to think about your story too. You know, I talk a lot about storytelling. I actually created a course on it as well. It's continued approved for seven units, uh, seven continuing education credits. And I talk about, you know, the significance of telling a story and how to natively tell a story on Instagram. And I just chose Instagram because that's my favorite platform. You can tell a story on any platform. And it's really just about using, you know, fundamental elements of storytelling and really connecting with your audience. But it all starts with understanding who your audience is and then reflecting on how you can how you can really share and connect with them, whether it's a story about you or you're telling a story about someone else. So I do think that's really important. And as a speaker, as a, you know, consistent speaker, and I'm also trying to build my speaking brand. I applied to several conferences, um, dietetic state conferences uh, recently. Uh, Storytelling is just a key component to captivate your audience. And, uh, you know, coming from my background of speaking, I've uh, taught over a hundred lectures to residents and medical residents, pediatric residents. And I can tell you that, you know, sometimes nutrition is not as important and as exciting for, you know, physicians as it is for dietitians. And what's really important as a speaker is to, of course, as you know, meet your audience halfway, find out what's interesting to them. And how do you do that? You know, it's a challenge. And, and I believe doing that through storytelling is really important. And that's that's the same thing, whether you're in person and speaking, whether I'm here on my podcast, just like I shared stories with you, or whether you're on social media and you're finding a way to tell a story through your caption, through your post, through your stories on Instagram, through your live, through your IGTV, like you, you need to be finding a way to include storytelling elements throughout your dialogue. And, that, and that's really, that's what's going to make people remember you. So back to side hustle. What are the best practices? Let's, you know, all things considered, side hustle is when you have a full-time job. So let's assume that you have a nine-to-five. Maybe you're a clinical dietitian or maybe you have some line of work. Maybe you're even a nine-to-five or or ish and you're in private practice. You do virtual private practice and that's your full-time gig and your side hustle outside of that is writing or speaking because a lot of us, of course, wear many hats and and however you want to call it, wearing many hats, side hustling, multiple streams of income, whatever. It all means the same thing. What are the unspoken rules for this, you know, um, this business, right? So if, you know, I can, I can speak for myself because I am a full-time clinical dietitian. I work with underserved communities in the South Bronx. I have a fantastic job and I get to work with really dynamic patients. I get to use my Spanish speaking skills. I get to work with diabetic patients. I actually get to work at four different clinics in family medicine, which is just really incredible experience to get to work with um, moms. I get to work with pregnant moms and I get to work with um, diabetic patients, a, a lot of diabetic patients, patients with psych issues, et cetera, et cetera. Additionally, uh, the favorite part about my job is that I get to work uh, intercollaborative. Uh, intercoll- I get to work with the intercollaborative team. So I, uh, I teach teach medical nutrition therapy and behavior change modification to the dental department. And this will be my fourth academic year doing so. And I really enjoy being able to teach. And it's just been really amazing being able to teach in multiple different departments. And I'm hoping to carry that over to family medicine. My last position was in PEDS. So back to best practices and side hustle. That's actually an example of side hustle. So when I first got to my job, they just hired me to do the nine to five, you know, and see my eight patients a day and outpatient is standard 
standard. You're supposed to see four in the morning, session four in the afternoon, throw in a few groups, uh, which is... Uh, if you know anything about healthcare, um, healthcare uh, is really moving towards groups, which I love because, as I had mentioned earlier, groups are one to many. We're seeing one patient at a time is one to one. And based on what I said today, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of one to one. I think one to many is uh, it, that's the key to the future. And that's my opinion. So um, I have side hustled at my job because they hired me to do the nine to five. And then I was able to connect. Actually, the, the, I'll tell you how it happened. I was working overtime at another clinic and I networked with a dentist who asked me if I'd be interested in teaching because I was a part of some, I was a part of an obesity adolescent program. And she, this dentist at the time had met me, connected with me and saw that I was interested in nutrition because I was involved in mul- with multiple different programs. So she asked me if I could create some kind of a one-off lecture for the dental department. And I ended up getting a meeting with her her boss, the chairman of dentistry, and I ended up pitching a curriculum and he told me he was interested in having a nutrition lecture series as a part of a grant. And, you know, they hired me and it was just incredible. It's such a fantastic, like rare opportunity to not only teach that series one time, but to also be able to repeat it for four different academic years. And I get paid for that. So, and I also, uh, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I applied to have my series, my uh, lecture series, The Outcome. Um, I went through IRB International Review Board, and I'm, my research is pending on that. So I had the dentist fill out a pre and post validated questionnaire about their attitude and knowledge about the curriculum just for the last year. I didn't do it for the first couple years. So uh, that'll be great if I can get published. Uh, in the interim, that experience as a whole is a side hustle. And I have back to best practices. My chairman, my current chairman knows that. Everybody knows that I do that. I've told my boss, my chairman, it's common knowledge. But what I want to say is when you are, you know, doing some kind of a side hustle, you want to make sure that you are respecting your nine to five. And that's really important. And it's important for several reasons. Number one, if you want to do anything outside or extra from the nine to five, you have to be delivering your minimum or more during your nine to five. So what I mean by that is whatever your expectations are, and you should have them in writing in your job description, you have to be achieving them minimum, like no questions. Like it's, you're not in a place to side hustle if you can't get the minimum done at your job. So that's just a rule, a rule of thumb. So you have to be performing your job at, you know, the minimum expectations of your job consistently clocking in on time, not causing any problems, right? You want to be, uh, you want to have a good reputation at your department, at your facility, whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you're working, whether you're clinical or not. I'm just using clinical as an example because that's, that's what I do as a clinical RD. So anything outside of your job, you know, that's considered a side hustle, you cannot doing that, do that during work hours. So, I mean, it sounds obvious, but I'm still going to put it out there. So when it comes to, you know, developing any lecture series or content uh, for my lectures, I don't do that during my nine to five. I would do that outside of the nine to five. During the nine to five is only for seeing patients and working with the staff or maybe, you know, <clears throat> pulling up any research related to the patients, et cetera. 
So it's important also if you have any other kind of side hustle that could possibly bring you an income, uh, you know, you can't do that during paid working hours. So when do you do your side hustle? If you don't do it during your working hours, that would of course be before work, after or lunch break. Or the weekends. So once you've outlined how many hours you want to commit to your side hustle, then you just got to figure out where you're going to add them into your work day. So maybe you decide you want to work on projects on Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, that kind of folds out, that, however that unfolds with your weekly schedule. So I think it's important to take a look at that and think about the big picture. Now, once you cover yourself and you understand, again, company policy, like, uh, for example, when I just shared with you, I, I teach and people know that when I say people management, I've told management because I want to be honest and transparent with the work that I do. And also the work that I do supports what, who I am as a, you know, a dietitian who represents advocates for education and among other departments, uh, which is important to me. So anything outside of that, like if it's social media for me, right, um, I'm not going to be showing any um, videos or photos of any company property. I'm not going to, you know, have anything in my on my Instagram or YouTube or podcast or whatever that could be conflicting with anything related to my nine to five. Better to be safe than sorry, even if your company doesn't have a policy. You have to cover yourself at the end of the day. So I did feel like I needed to bring this up, even for those of you who maybe you don't have a nine to five. Maybe you're just you do your own thing, you're your own boss hundred percent, but it is important to remember that you have to respect your full time job if you still have one and you have to you have to cover yourself. So I wanted to end here by talking briefly about what is the best, what are the best side hustle ideas. I wanted to tell you what I think about opportunities like Uber and Upwork. So I've seen before, I've heard through the grapevine, there are some suggestions and recommendations. If you want some extra money, why don't you work for Uber? Now here's my opinion on that. If you want extra money and that's what's most important and you need to make the money fast, I, I get it. You know, like, you know, people are going to do what they need to do, whether it's it's Uber or, or maybe use some kind of skill that they have and uh, maybe some kind of coaching. So for me, I, I'm personally not a fan of that because I think I would encourage you. I would challenge you to think a little deeper. What are your long-term plans? What are your short-term plans? If you are trying to build, let's say, your writing skills, then you should be finding side hustle work that fits in line with writing. Now, maybe right away it's not going to be lucrative. Maybe you won't get paid a lot and you still need to develop those skill sets. But you have to be thinking about the big picture here. And the bottom line should always be, you know, what's your end goal? And, and you might not know your end goal, but I want you to start thinking along the lines of that. How is the side hustle now going to support what you want to do in the near future? For example, my side hustle work includes speaking because I want to be a highly sought after speaker. That's something that is I, I enjoy doing. I enjoy using my storytelling skills. I enjoy getting in front of an audience of dietitians, allied healthcare providers, and talking to them about, about well, nutrition and social media. So more recently in the last year, I've done more social media, personal branding work, but I started with medical nutrition therapy so that, you know, but it's all, it's all been speaking experience, but that's an example of side hustle that complements my long-term goals. Also uh, coaching, 
coaching is a great side hustle for me because it helps me understand, you know, what are common concerns and pain points and frustrations among the dietitians who I help and how can I create a course out of that? Because if I create a course, the course is passive income. And what that means is that I create a digital product and then it sells. So it's a more efficient use of my time versus active income, meaning I'm doing more one-on-one work. So remember earlier, I talked about limiting my one-on-one work and increasing the one-to-many, which would be hosting a mastermind, which would be speaking, or even better, which would be my podcast, uh, uh, my course. I was thinking podcast too. Podcast is great, but that's different. So my course is essentially uh, what I'm trying to work. I'm trying to do more courses. I want to be a master in courses. And so where I find myself enjoying other lines of work, like speaking, I want my side hustle to support my coursework. So every time, everything I do for all my streams of income, I have to ask myself, how does this relate back to the bottom line of selling courses, of creating courses, of launching courses? And if speaking does fit in line because I'm speaking among an audience about my course and I'm selling my course. That makes sense. So again, you know, I want you to to think along those lines about how you're best using your time. So in closing, uh, of course, I want you to think of your long-term plan. I want you to think uh, what makes sense to you and how much time you have. And if you haven't already downloaded my priority matrix, you can fill that out every day of the week. I want you to draft out, you know, what's most important, what's essential, what do you need to get done first and what can you delegate or not do? I want you to think more critically about working smarter. And I want you to think how your side, first of all, do you side hustle? Do you want to side hustle more or differently? And how does your side hustle support your end goal? If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review my podcast. Let me know what you're thinking. And thank you so much for your time. Are you ready to build impact and create revenue streams in your business? Go to LibbyRothschild.com and apply for coaching. Also, check out my course opportunities such as Beat the Algorithm to learn how to set up systems for monetization in your nutrition business.